0: All right, guys, I hope everybody had a very, very Merry Christmas, getting prepared for the New Year's here, for whatever you do. Uh, I'm an old person, so I will be sitting in my house, probably playing board games with my kids and trying to stay awake until midnight. Uh, but I hope everybody out there, you know, got to do and got to see all the family members they wanted to. Uh, we're going to do a, uh, a little bit of a, a minor league discussion here on on the podcast today. Uh, not a whole lot going on with the minor league team, I know, aside from, you know, all of the, the Brian Reynolds rumors. And we could have a conversation about that every single week. Uh, but I thought this would be a great time. Uh, to hit the reset right before, you know, the new year hits uh, to bring back uh, Anthony Murphy at underscore Murphy 88 writer for over there at Pirates prospects has a great YouTube channel as well. If anybody hasn't checked that out, please go subscribe to that and do so. And probably the only man that I know that watches more minor league baseball than I do. Anthony, how you doing today, brother?
1: I'm doing great doing awesome glad to be back on here man good glad, glad it sounded like you had a uh, great Christmas yourself
0: yeah I definitely did I got got the three kiddos and 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 you know Santa brought them everything that they wanted <laughs> um, I got a uh, I got a pirate's tassel cap so so I'm good got a new that's... pair of uh, new pair of slippers I, I don't get ties I mean that's like the, always the dad joke like, you know dads get ties I don't wear a tie for work, or they probably would buy me. Probably, I'd probably have, like, 20 Pirates ties. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's been great. And for the Pirates, I mean, with with everything, you know, the minor leagues have kind of been like a little bit of a showcase here. I mean, I know we've made some signings and stuff, but people are getting to know – you know, some of the minor league players, uh, basically, you know, from the Arizona Fall League to the Rule 5 draft uh, to the international signing period coming up here. So let's just jump into uh, the, the Arizona Fall League. And I know that the Arizona Fall League did not have um, – there's not a lot of broadcasts. They, you know, you don't get to see – it's a lot of just, you know, kind of like looking at – you know the stat sheets and stuff, but in the Arizona Fall League, was was there anything that that you saw that was like kind of like a takeaway from you where it's like, oh, that's kind of new for this player, or you know, a player that maybe uh, impressed you a little bit?
1: So I think the biggest thing too, and like you hit it on the, you know, like the the unfortunate thing with like the lack of coverage sometimes with the the Arizona Fall League is that the first thing is to kind of resort to the box scores, which. You know, obviously you have to take into account, like, the smaller sample size, so, like, you know, it's hard to gauge it sometimes. Not sure the level of competition. A player might play a guy who made it to AAA last year, but then only play A ball, like, the next day. So it's hard to gauge that sometimes, so, like, not looking at, like, the box the hit numbers and stuff like that. I think the biggest thing that stuck out to me was Nick Gonzalez getting a little time at third base. He actually got quite a bit of time at third base, kind of like fully developing into like a complete middle infield utility kind of guy, which, you know, judging like all the scouting reports and stuff like that at the time when he was drafted, you know, he was like a hit first, second base prospect. So not really a guy that you would think, would be able to make these kind of moves around the diamond and stuff like that. So everything that I've seen, everything like the little bit of video that was available and stuff like that didn't fare too bad there. So I guess that will be something interesting going into next year to kind of take a look is to see if how much and how much playing time maybe does keep getting at third, if they keep kind of moving him around or if he just kind of sticks to the second base shortstop kind of thing.
0: Yeah, it's definitely a, a very interesting thing, and and it's also, I mean, as these guys move through up through the system, like a Nick Gonzalez, a Leo Vega, uh, once they get to uh, AAA and they're kind of all there together, um, it's where does everybody get playing time at? I mean, I'm already thinking about like a, a Malcolm Nunez and you know Mason Martin platoon split. Uh, you see some guys push to the outfield at times, like, you know, a, a Jared Triolo, who's a, a gold glove third baseman, and you see him, you know, ranging out there in center field, which is, you know, not beyond his skill set, but it's it's definitely something uh, interesting to watch. And and one of the guys, you know, that was out there in the Arizona Fall League added to the 40 man in and, and Colin Selby. And I, yeah. I, I know that that was – it's not a name that a lot of people had heard <laughs> prior to him being out in the Arizona Fall League,
1: no, definitely not, definitely not. Um, it kind of felt like like he wasn't really talked about. Like you know, it's not a name that a lot of people knew. And then just like the build up, and then like the day of that, uh, you know, teams had to decide on who they're protecting, and not it was just a name that you just saw everywhere on like Twitter. Like even even like people that don't generally cover the Pirates, just like prospect people in general showing videos of him, and they're like breaking down like the spin rate on his slider. And, and so he, he's a name that just like picked up steam really fast. And I mean, he, he's a guy, you know, reliever, we saw how quick they moved through some relievers uh, early on last year. You know, they even had to put uh Rowanzi into the bullpen to begin the year. He's a guy just based off of that and the kind of stuff that he has, you could potentially see in Pittsburgh of the guys they protected. He may be the first one to get a call up in Pittsburgh.
0: Yeah, and that's definitely. I mean, like arms, arms, arms is is kind of yeah. like my mantra with within the pirate system. And it's always nice when you get a guy who, you know, wasn't this highly touted prospect who kind of shows up like that. And you know, he it, he's a reliever, and I know mm-hmm. that a lot of people won't won't get too excited about a reliever, but I mean, if you can get and build some of the bullpen, I within your own system and be able to use the money elsewhere instead of, you know, having to, you know, go out and get, you know, a Harley and Garcia, which is a nice pickup, but it's, you know, $2 million that could be spent somewhere else if you could get other guys um, to fill in without your it within your system. Uh, was there anything else you noticed from guys out there or was it just mostly the, the defense from Nick and, and you know, Colin uh, Selby kind of showing up on the block?
1: Well, one thing I, I, I do – feel like deserves to be shot on out on that and like i said you know the coverage and the streams were kind of limited to an extent but like one of the biggest things that we talk about when we talk about like henry davis was you know will he be able to uh catch will he be a catcher long term and stuff like that the little bit that i've seen from him it did look like he made some progress as far as staying in front of balls and and, and like his overall call in the game and everything like that so that that was that was good to see you know he didn't catch a lot um, but if he can take a lot of that, and he was able to work with Quinn Priester some, so which I know is going to be huge going into the next year because you know there's a chance that they're both in in the majors at some point, the uh, or at least at the very least they're both in AAA together, uh, building more re- re- repertoire. Maybe a name that, and the only other thing that I should that I'd like to say would be like uh, Omar Cruz. He's he uh, lefty doesn't throw very hard, but. His swing and miss metrics while in the Arizona Fall League, the data that we were able to get, that cha- his changeup is a really, really good pitch. It might be the best changeup in the Pirates' system right now. There's a couple other names maybe you could talk about there. Um, and I think with the Pirates' like lack of lefties that they have in the upper levels, he could be a guy that maybe like if... Uh, The rule five pick, Jose Hernandez, maybe if he doesn't work out, it could be another lefty that they could look to at some point in the season.
0: Yeah, and that's like a good thing to hear. I mean, uh, Omar Cruz, I you know, coming over in a trade. So it's, it's a guy who gets a lot of focus and then, you know, dealing with some different injuries and different stuff that was going on, but ha- has always, you know, shown promise. I, he, he does have like a, a nice change. He has a, a very big hook. Like it's a very yes. slow, you know, <laughs> big he, curve if, ball that, that he throws as well.
1: I, I always felt like if he, if this was 20 years ago, like he's probably like there's probably like no doubt that he could probably be a starter in the majors just because we saw a lot more of those lefties back in, in, in those times and stuff like that. Now maybe now maybe even as a reliever, if he the changeup works so well that the fastball can be deceiving, just because you have to worry about the the changeup so much, I still think he could be a reliever to may, maybe potentially, but um yeah I, I i think i think if he, this was maybe ten fifteen years ago we're we're looking at him head as a as a pretty good like back end starter
0: yeah and it's it's times have definitely changed with that but i mean you even mentioned the rule five draft a little bit i, I you know Alex Stump had been out there and you know had said you know Blake Sable was playing well and that you know somebody was going to pick him up and and obviously did so I mean as 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 prospect junkies like ourselves losing a guy like Blake Sable is like that's like that's like a knife to the heart there for yeah. us isn't it?
1: Uh, it, it that was a rough day it was a rough day hearing that name getting called uh he, he's I think Blake Sable for the the, the guys who follow the prospects pretty heavily that, that he had a quite the cult following already. Um, So yeah, that, that, that kind of hit hard.
0: Yeah. And I was hoping that, you know, once he made it to the majors that we'd have, you know, Troy Paul his who is cousin coming down from Mars and, and, you know, attending some of the, the, uh, the pirates games, So we'd get to see, you know, Troy there a little bit more, but yeah. So, I mean, Sable for us, it was definitely, like you said, it was a hard day. Was there any other, you know, name that kind of stuck out there uh, for people? We had mentioned it, uh, during one of our last shows and you know kind of went through the names and it, a lot of names people aren't going to recognize but were there guys that you had been watching in the pirate system that you were like man I, I i can't believe we lost that guy
1: so it's it's crazy how that worked out with the the real five because you know like as i was kind of going through and you know I, i've been going back and watching a lot of the games you know trying to take note of any player that I want to kind of look look at uh, going into next season and, and anything like that. One guy who kind of just completely jumped off the screen when I watched him was Domingo Gonzalez. Um, like, to be granted, like, all of these guys here, they're even if I feel like Domingo Gonzalez was the biggest loss, like, he projected at best as potentially, like, a middle relief guy. So long-term, bigger picture, it, it wasn't probably too much – that, that they lost, and if you probably count everyone that the Pirates lost in the minor league phase and Blake Sable and the guy who I would probably, t- out of all of them, I would probably take a flyer on Jose Hernandez over any of them. It sucks losing Blake Sable, but if you look at the current makeup of the roster with so many left-handed hitting outfielders and stuff like that, maybe you can make a case It's not that great of a fit right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, like, if if I take all of the names that that were involved on Roll Five Day, I'll probably take Jose Hernandez out of out of all of them. So well, that's
0: that's definitely a good thing to hear. I mean, the, the one that went for me uh, was Vas Del Rosario. Yeah, him too. Uh, just yeah, just because I had you know, paid attention to him. I guess it would have been in, in the uh, in in the Florida Complex League the previous year, uh, getting to you know watch a little bit in Bradenton. And and he just kind of, he's like one of those guys that kind of grows on me, but for, for anybody else, like within the pirates, that's like a pirates fan. They're probably just like, who's that guy. Do you know what I mean? Like it wouldn't be somebody they would notice, but it's, I think when I, when I wrote about him or, 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 talked about him or something, it was just like a guy that it's like, okay, well, something good happened with, you know, Luis Ortiz, you know the, the previous year and and Rosario I saw as a guy as, as a guy taking yeah possibly being able to take that next step but obviously it's like if everything clicks and everything goes well and I, and I hope it does for him you know even if it is in a different organization
1: Oh yeah definitely definitely and it was going to be like the thing with the Rosario too it was it was going to be a tough crunch at, in uh Greensboro next year for innings so I think that could be potentially why they they Decided to risk losing him, so so they're talking potentially maybe like a bullpen roll for him at, at, at some point. So I don't, know tough decisions, a lot of tough decisions, decisions that I wouldn't wouldn't want want to have to make myself.
0: If you ever see me out and about in pittsburgh you will always recognize me and not just because of the white beard but also because of the why that is always on top of my head the hat i always wear the Yins brand proud partners with bucks in the basement three dynasties one brand yinz finally one brand to rep all black and gold follow at shop Yins for new merch drops and giveaways order online at WW Shop Yins, the emphasis on the two Zs, high-quality comfort, lightweight materials, a new modern look for the black and gold, made for Yins, by a Yinzer. Who are some some prospects that are like kind of like piquing your interest um, for next year?
1: So, me personally, I have, there's maybe like two or three players in the there's there's like two or three players that like I would say like, anytime I get a chance to watch them like I automatically dial it into them. Uh, probably my favorite prospect in the system. I've been watching them since even before I started at Pirates Prospects when I was kind of off on my own own website back when he was in Bradenton. Dario Lopez. Um, I had a chance to talk with uh, Spencer Smith when um, the previous year uh, when it was when me and Cody. We're doing the show and and Spencer just had so much good stuff to say about Daryl. And, you know, he has the best opposite field power that he's ever seen in like a prospect. And and he's he was able to kind of like change a little bit in his stance and, and his swing to kind of pull the ball a little bit last year. And we obviously saw the results of that. He finished with like, I think it was like 19 home runs and Greensboro obviously helps with that a little bit, but the power is legit. He's really young for, for the, le- you know, he should be in double a next year. He's going to be really young there. Um, has a little bit to fine tune on the, the defensive side of things, but if you can get everything clicking, like he, he's definitely one of those guys to, to watch in the system.
0: Yeah, uh, Lopez is a guy that that I definitely have, you know, kind of, just his age, the power, the size. I mean, yeah, it's pretty much not, you know, what's not to like about him. I I think I had a discussion at some point in time that, you know, he's one of those guys that you know, like you said, depending on you know the defense and stuff, it's a guy that I I wouldn't mind. You know sliding over to first base but he doesn't have to you know so but he's just one of those guys that has an option and with him coming up as like rule five eligible like already this year it it just makes you realize like how quick you have to make you know some of these decisions on players I mean obviously Mm -hmm. he was a guy that was going to be put on you know the the triple a reserve list and he wasn't going to be available for the minor league portion but it just makes you think like we're saying young for this young for the, you know, the level young for this. And it's like, well, he was already rule five eligible that kind of, you know, it's a guy that you're going to be thinking of. We're going to be thinking of for next year, depending on how he performs in Altoona as, you know, one of these guys who it's just going to be another, he's going to be there for another year and it's going to be, you know, we're going to have to think about protecting him as well.
1: Exactly. Exactly. He's one of those guys to where like you watch him play and like Greensboro has a way of misleading a lot of people so his home home road splits were did skew towards greensboro but i don't doubt his power for for a minute i i believe every bit of that power is legit and as he continues to grow and gets more experience and, and stuff like that, and you talked about moving him over to first base, that may become a, a, an option. But even though it, while he was in Bradenton, the Florida State League managers voted him the best defensive third baseman, even though he committed over thirty errors that year. So that should that yeah. should that should speak a little bit to his potential and like his overall game. If he commits that many errors and is still voted as the best defensive third baseman in the league.
0: Yeah, that's definitely very impressive. So, who who else are we looking at here, um,
1: Anthony? <clears throat> so last year, this guy, like, I, I know, I know Tim and myself on Pirates prospects, we talk about him a lot. Um, I, I see talk every every now and again about him too, but for for the most part on the bigger stage, I don't see him mentioned as much yet. But like I talked a little bit about Omar Cruz and his changeup might be the best in, in the system. I, I think Carlos Jimenez does have the best changeup in baseball, and watching it without even Without even like talking about it, really, his changeup reminded me of Devin Williams off the Brewers.
0: Okay, and and whenever, <laughs> yeah, I know big shoes air, to fill. You're like air, air bending
1: it here. Yes, but I made a like a side by side comparison of of it for a video, and it breaks it down, kind of shows it. I made that video the the next day after it posted and everything like that. John Drecker sent me a message and told me that. He had gotten word from scouts who had already made that comparison as far as, like, the grip and the feel and the potential of it. So, the stuff is there. He, he's has a very advanced approach for, for his age. He was 19 most most of the year last year. He's very, very raw. One of those guys that like, will have to be patient with him. He, he'll, there's a good chance he'll get beat up a little bit in Greensboro this year. Has to work on the control. But when he's throwing it and he's throwing it good, he he's I think there was some conversation about like uh, among us that he might already be like a top 20 prospect in the system.
0: You're, and, you're getting me excited. I mean, I, I, I'm 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 bought in, Anthony. I'm bought in, man. He, I, he was he was see.
1: by far. He was by far like I mean this that Bradenton rotation last year was must watch tv at at, at a lot of points and like for as much hype as Bubba Chandler and Anthony Meadow got for good reason I mean they're they were really good prospects and they showed exactly why they're highly touted prospects there wasn't much drop-off whenever Jimenez was on the mound like he 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 pitched toe-to-toe with just about anyone who who got sent out there with him at 19 years old so
0: yeah, it's it's something it's definitely something to get excited about in the system i mean we like we i'll say it again arms 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 and and yeah. we yeah. have to also be prepared you know once again to to kind of lose some of these guys at some point in time because it it just it, i i know with ben sherrington's plan i know what he's doing but if you build a system like that deep not everybody you know can stay on there but it's it's good to hear you know some names that are outside of, like you said, like Anthony Solomito. I I love watching that dude pitch, but it, it's good to also hear that you know he's going to have, you know, it's going to be that the Greensboro is going to have a pretty good rotation this year. And like you said, sometimes you got to look like behind you got to look behind the numbers, especially in Greensboro. Mm-hmm. And the other part is, if somebody's having a good season as a pitcher in Greensboro then your ears better be parked up. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so that's that's definitely gonna be exciting to watch. Is, is there anybody else there that that you have on your list?
1: One guy who like I'm like we're speaking of Greensboro and struggling. One guy who I think I, I know not many people talk about him. Um one guy who I think is gonna benefit the most out of out of getting out of Greensboro is Sean Sullivan he was he was the 10th round pick i believe in 2021 um they were they were talking at the time it was a really good value pick uh advanced stuff four pitches all that kind of stuff he got beat up in in high he he had a home run or home run to fly ball rate of 25 percent, which league average is like around 10 to 12 so he was giving up home runs like twice the rate off of fly balls that anyone everyone else was if if Get him out of Greensboro, get him into Altoona, a little more pitcher-friendly. I I think he has the kind of stuff that's going to play well in the upper levels. So he's a guy that I'm going to be watching to see if that kind of stuff, you know, to see how he does outside of Greensboro.
0: Yeah, and if he's in Altoona, I'm going to be out there as much as I can be this this year. That's a a beautiful stadium out there. Yeah. and so, like, it, it's good to hear those types of things. Like I said, it's good to hear the types of names that you're giving because they're not, you know, the ones that might be on, you know, the tips of, of everybody's tongues just yet and, and may turn out to, you know, be the guy that is knocking on the, the doorstep like, you know, like a Colin Selby. But one thing here I definitely wanted to ask you about is uh, for this upcoming season. Uh, before you hopped on here we were talking about it and you said you you definitely had somebody lined up and and we want to talk about like who you would see as you know a breakout candidate for this year i mean we've had you know matthew frazier did it you know a couple years ago um this past year i mean you could call Andy a breakout a lot of us you know saw some of that coming maybe not to the degree that it did but, you know, there were some guys that showed up on the scene that, you know, we may not have expected. Um, mm-hmm. Who are you looking at uh, this year to possibly be, like, one of those breakout guys?
1: So, I have a couple names. One of them – I'll go over I'll go over two. Uh, I have one who's an obvious name, which we already touched on a little bit. I think as far as, like, the big picture or, like, more on the national scene, someone who can really just drive themselves home. I even believe – by some of the people I've talked to, um, has top 100 prospect potential by the end of the year, and that's Anthony Sola Meadow. I I believe from the people I've talked to, there's more on that fastball that we haven't seen yet. Um, I've see I've had videos sent to me of him hitting 96, 97, and I I believe that there is there are some things that he he was working out and working on and and. He's making some adjustments to his throwing schedule and, and and stuff like that, to where I think we're gonna get back to seeing that a little bit more next year. And with his delivery and the deception on his delivery, if he can hit, I'll even give him ninety four, ninety five. I don't think high A hitters have have a chance to hit him at, at that point. So he he he's a guy on like a more known name. Um, that kind of thing that I think I, I, I believe if he comes back and he has that kind of velocity, that there's a very good chance that he's in he's a top 100 prospect by the end of the season.
0: That's I, I love hearing that. And and, and Saul Meadow is just a guy that I was it, it's one of those guys that when he's drafted, it's like you kind of just like want to see him pitch, like like a Thomas yeah. Harrington, oh, like coming into the, this year, coming up. Like I just want to see him pitch, like yeah. I, I get excited about those types of things.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So yeah, who's, he, who's the not-so-well-known name here? So
1: me. I wrote about him briefly, and so, like, I, I have two two guys for it. I already kind of briefly t- talked about Sullivan. But another guy, too, that should probably start in AA2 um, is Ricky DeVito. Ricky DeVito has it's, – it's a splitter, so it's not it, – I mean, I, they categorize it the, s- the same. But his splitter is as good as a swing and miss pitch as – a lot of people have in this system um, they started stretching him out more towards the end of the season and the more they stretched him out let the more they let him go you know two three four innings at a time he actually was starting to pitch better I know the when we trade when we the Pirates traded for him in the Richard Rod, Rodriguez trade you know he was hurt didn't pitch so he was kind of working his way back up you know they started you know inning here inning there but I think if they make the, it looks like it looks like they're going to try to move him back into the rotation at least to the start to start the year. But with that fastball, you know, he could hit mid nineties with the fastball, and then that splitter. I, I think he has a chance to to pitch really good this year. He was actually one of my lower low on the radar breakout guys I had in one of the roundtables that we had on Pirates prospects. I think it was about like a month or so ago.
0: Yeah, definitely. I definitely remember reading when you when you guys had written that. Um, and before we get out of here, uh, everybody you know, knows that the the international you know, signing period is, is coming up. And it's a, it's a strange thing. I, I will just say that about the international signing period, because you can go up and down the list and you pretty much already know where guys are going to sign at. D- don't you agree yep. with that? That it's just kind of just like a very it's, it's a very strange animal. It is. it is,
1: it is. That's, that's why I'm so glad John Drecker is so good at it. So then I don't have to go into it too much.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely, but I, I, have I've heard, and, and I just kind of want to touch on this with everybody is that everybody is, is, is looking at, you know, where the, the pirates aren't like ever in, you know, for a, a top you know, 10 guy, we've been in there a couple times before that we need to go in that. So based on you know your conversations with John and stuff who who's the guy that it looks like is is most likely to come to the pirates this year
1: so there's that one name i know i've seen i've seen it rolling around on twitter recently cuz like fangraphs listed him as the listed the pirates as the team most likely to sign him i know john had written up on it uh, like a month beforehand or something like that um like excuse if i mispronounce the, the june suit chim the he's he like eighteen year old pitcher. Um, I've read a little bit of a scouting report on him. You know, like mid ninety, mid to upper nineties fastball. You know, curve. I I believe it was and stuff like that. It see. Um, John was on it like a month ago. Um, now it looks like Fangraphs is kind of catching on to it as well. Um, it looks like I mean, if you look at the the Pirates' history over the last couple of years, they've done pretty good out in the 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 Asian. Market when it comes to that, you know they got Po Yu Chan a couple years ago, uh, Hung Lung Chang last year I believe it was, so they've they've dipped into that that market quite a bit and have done fairly good. So it wouldn't surprise me if they were able to land another one of the bigger named guys from from that way.
0: Yeah, and that's that's one where it's like I said, people are gonna look as to where he falls at, where he's at on the numbers. I know in MOE pipeline, he's he's a top ten guy. Mm-hmm. So there's where you know people's you know kind of focus goes to. But then I'm gonna I'm just gonna give it my and and it's not even like a, a guy that I want to see play, and I know I'm probably not gonna get to see play just yet because he's so stinking young. And that's Axel Plaz. That kid yes. just yes. excites me.
1: Yep, another guy too. Like another recent international guy too. Um, uh, he was in the FCL uh, last year. He he had a nice little run for a little Javier Rivas. This guy that John and Wilbur on the website they've they've said nothing but great things ab- about him. So he'll he should probably kick up to Bradenton this year. So we can most of us can finally get some some eyes on him. But he's another recent international guy too.
0: Yeah, and what basically Anthony is saying here is, is something that I do myself, is that you guys need to go, you know, follow Pirates Prospects. You need to, you know, follow Anthony Murphy, once again, at underscore Murphy 88. Uh, read all the articles, watch all the videos, have all the discussions, because, I mean, as, as a person that, that follows Pirates Prospects, you guys are the, the ones that I turn to the most. I mean, I'm I'm an amateur, uh, and, and you guys are – definitely you know thicker in the in the weeds than i am so that's why i'm glad every single time you come on here anthony it's been a pleasure brother and i hope you have a wonderful new year and definitely have to catch up again uh, after the international draft and especially once uh, spring training gets started we could tell all the uh, the people who these guys are that they're seeing playing on their screen
1: you know every third day or so <laughs> absolutely man just name the time man Now I see the changes in this town They change, they say One thing within the next